Welcome to A Thousand Tiny Lights, the podcast that celebrates finding joy amongst the small things, discovering the magic that hides in the mundane, and that invites you to go on an adventure right here in your daily life. My name is Anna, and I'm so glad you're here. I love the bird song in this season. It's the effect of you don't know what you've got till it's gone, except it's the other way around. We have the birds back again, and I realize how quiet and silent winter has been. It's that way with many things, isn't it? Only when I'm full on belly laughing do I realize how long I haven't laughed this loud, this hard. And I don't realize how much I've missed a really good hug until a friend is holding me tight. It's contrast. The grass so much greener, the sun so much more impactful to our mood, the narcissus and hyacinth and tulips and the honey wafting clouds of blossoming hawthorn so much more beautiful and sweet for the cold, the heaviness, the two-tone harshness of winter. These days, I get woken by the dawn chorus, and it's lovely. Listen to these birds craning the first light of day on a rainy, sweet-scented morning a few days ago. I wonder if you can hear the birds in the morning where you live. And just as it happens, one of my favorite poems takes place in spring. It's not necessarily about spring, but it gives me a wonderful feeling of space and open skies and being outside on a mild sunny spring day on just a really ordinary normal day. And it's full of hope. Not the big cinematic hope, but the hope of life unfolding, of rolling out in front of us like a road across the hills. I'd like to read it to you. A Color of the Sky by Tony Hoagland Windy today, and I feel less than brilliant, driving over the hills from work. There are dark parts on the road when you pass through clumps of wood and the bright spots where you have views of the ocean, but that doesn't make the road an allegory. 
I should call Mari and apologize for being so boring at dinner last night, but can I really promise not to be that way again? And anyway, I'd rather watch the trees, tossing in what certainly looks like sexual arousal. Otherwise, it's spring, and everything looks frail. The sky is baby blue, and the just unfurling leaves are full of infant chlorophyll, the very tint of inexperience. Last summer's song is making a comeback on the radio, and on the highway overpass, the only metaphysical vandal in America has written, Memory loves time, in big black spray paint letters, which makes us wonder if time loves memory back. Last night I dreamt of X again. She's like a stain on my subconscious sheets. Years ago she penetrated me, but though I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed, I never got her out. But now I'm glad. What I thought was an end turned out to be a middle. What I thought was a brick wall turned out to be a tunnel. What I thought was an injustice turned out to be a color of the sky. Outside the youth center, between the liquor store and the police station, a little dogwood tree is losing its mind, overflowing with blossom foam, like a zutzy muck of beer, like a bride ripping off her clothes, dropping snow-white petals on the ground in clouds. So nature's wastefulness seems quietly obscene. It's been doing that all week, making beauty and throwing it away and making more. Isn't that just beautiful? I love all the images this poem conjures so much and the rhythms of the language. Which sort of brings me back to my enjoyment of the many birds singing in my garden and in the forest right now. Did you know that birds have many different calls for different occasions? There's warning calls or calls to connect with their flock or their partner. But they also have a song, a lyrical vocal expression, and that's the singing we hear in the dawn chorus. There's a really cool episode about why birds sing over on one of my favorite BBC podcasts, The Curious Cases of Rutherford and Fry. I'll link it up in the show notes. And one amazing thing I learned there is that in Europe and Northern America, most often it's male birds who sing these elaborate songs to attract females or defend territory. But in the tropics, there are many species where the females sing as much or even more than the males. And female bird song is much less researched, which sadly just shows patriarchal and Eurocentric attitudes at work in science. Oh, and another thing. In bird species, where couples form monogamous relationships, the birds sing together, probably to reinforce their relationship. Turns out there's a lot I don't know about my avian neighbors, and I want to remedy that. I want to get to know them better, so I'm inviting you on this adventure with me. Let's learn the song of one bird in our local area over the next week. There's many apps that will teach you or websites where you can look it up. I'm going to use an app called BirdNet, 
which allows you to record sound and then identifies the bird you recorded. Just concentrate on one for now. If you're anyway like me, you'll probably want to learn all of them and that usually ends in overwhelm and the abandoning of the undertaking. Let's concentrate on getting to know the song of one bird and then for the next week or for this whole spring season if you want to. Try and listen for it every time you're outside, every time you open the window in the morning or when you hear the songs during the sweet magic of dusk. If you want to tell me what bird you're listening to, I'd love to hear. You can share in the comments on Substack or tag the podcast on Instagram at thousandtinylights.podcast. And that's it for this first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining in the fun and the beauty and the awe of the dawn chorus. And, you know, just of spring in general with me. Stay curious and tend to the tiny lights inside you. I'm sending you so much love. Bye. See you next week.